0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining our Thought Leadership Series. My name is Brandon Cooper, and I'm the Chief Risk Officer here at Venminder. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Ashley Kelly. Ashley brings 10 years of credit union experience with seven of those years at Atlanta Postal Credit Union. She assisted with the development and establishment of the Enterprise Risk Management Department, where she has served as an analyst, compliance specialist, ERM manager, and is currently serving as the vice president of ERM. Ashley holds certifications in Bank Secrecy Act, or BSA, compliance, ERM, and internal audit. She's currently serving as the vice president for the International Association of Financial Crimes Investigators. While in the ERM department, Ashley has worked closely with various examiners and auditors. She has worked with various senior executives on major regulation changes to ensure that APCU remains compliant in all areas. Ashley is a graduate from Georgia State University. Please join me in welcoming Ashley.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And we're
0: glad to have you as well. Just a few quick questions for you. I mean, first, let's start with the the one that I I always like to start with, and that is, you know, from your perspective, how are financial institutions and particularly credit unions doing overall with third-party risk management?
1: Well, my personal opinion is I think that it's becoming more difficult to um, handle all the third-party risks just with the enhancements that are out there. Credit unions are struggling to keep up with um, being able to mitigate all the risks due to us relatively running on small staff and uh, trying to keep up with everything on a day-to-day basis. However, that we, you know, have been able to put in a lot of things into implementation that have helped us in developing um, different risk assessments as far as new product risk assessments, uh, a global risk assessment a Graham-Leach-Bliley risk assessment, and the list could go on and on. It's a growing and forever changing industry, and it is becoming difficult to keep up, but I think that examiners and regulators are forcing us to keep up with the changing industry with all of the different types of risks.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because I, I came from uh, 28 years in banking before joining Venminder, uh, and, and I'll admit, I mean, I was at, at some larger and mid-sized institutions, and I, I failed to grasp how difficult the job of compliance and third-party risk management really is, particularly at you know smaller banks and credit unions, because you're operating with somewhat of a limited staff. You don't necessarily have all the resources at your disposal, and that's one of the things that I, I hope at Venminder we're able to kind of bring to the table at least additional expertise or the ability to kind of Work through the changes as they occur. And, and you're right, I mean, the, the regulatory cycle is, is nonstop and, and quite unforgiving in terms of expectations. So it, it is quite the challenge.
1: Oh, know, definitely. And I can honestly say, um, when I first came into the Enterprise Risk Management Department, my primary focus was vendor management. And we were not using BinMinder at the time, we were using a different software. And when we got introduced to BinMinder, I'll be honest with you, our world changed with vendor management and keeping up with that. We are an over $2 billion in asset credit union. We have 100 plus vendors um, that we have to manage internally. And VendMinder has completely changed our life with as regards to vendor management. And this is not a sales tactic, but I'm just being honest that it really has completely changed our world and made it. Um, much more efficient, and we can honestly say that we are constantly up to date with our vendors. That's terrific,
0: and I I certainly appreciate the kind words. I mean, one of the things we really do try to uh, pride ourselves on is our ability to do as much or as little of vendor risk management as our clients need for us to do. And, you know, one of the things I do think uh, differentiates us is the fact that, you know, uh, several of us have done vendor uh, management within a financial institution, have tried to build the processes in a way that, you know, are sustainable and scalable uh, and, you know, work really the way that I would still run it if I were sitting inside a financial institution. So what do you see as being the biggest struggle currently for financial institutions as it pertains to third-party risk?
1: Keeping up with all of our third-party um, vendors and departments could sign a contract, you know, with a third party, not give it to the enterprise risk management department. And we tend to find that you know, over the years, it's gotten much better, but it was a very siloed, everybody was responsible for their own third party vendor and, you know, risk assessments weren't being done on them properly. And being able to centralize it, I would say is the biggest struggle and just getting people who have been here for 20, 30 plus years to understand the new process of what we need to do in order for us to be, you know, a safe and sound credit union with, these vendors, especially the ones that are more critical that we are releasing financial member information to just to make sure that uh, we're doing our due diligence and that we're not just signing a contract with just anybody off the street.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, that that is a lot of the challenge is making sure you know as much about a company that you're getting ready to do business with as you possibly can prior to signing that contract so that you aren't just, as you said, accepting pretty much any, any uh, company off the street. And you know, along with that, I mean, besides following the regulatory guidance and following kind of what's going on out there in the industry, what other best practices are you finding in in managing risk right now?
1: Some best practices we're doing is just honestly a risk assessment on everything, and you know, for new products, um, making sure that the departments are not just looking at one person; that they're looking at multiple companies, just so that you don't always go with the latest and greatest because it's not necessarily the latest and greatest. You know, just doing our due diligence and making sure that we are looking at more than one option and that our ERM department is looking at it closely. We look at it on from a legal um, side. We look at it from an IT side. We look at it from a compliance side. We really do try to hit all angles for implementing a contract and any new products with the credit union.
0: That's terrific. I mean, that is one of the challenges that I saw even at a couple of my prior institutions was people tend to think of third-party risk management as just compliance or just a risk management function. I had to say, look, you know, we've we've got to look at it from all perspectives. It doesn't just impact us uh, at the time of our regulatory exam. It's throughout the year. We really need to think about what risks are associated with doing business with this third party. So I really appreciate the fact that you're saying we need to look at it from, let's say, like a legal angle as well or from a business unit angle all of those voices are, are incredibly important in, yes. in how we manage a third party.
1: Yes, definitely. You
0: know, and this one I'm really interested in getting your perspective on since you're the, uh, working with the IA, <clears throat> excuse me, IAFCI. Um, you know, should we be concerned right now with cybersecurity? I mean, how hot of a topic do you find that to be really on a, a day-to-day basis?
1: Oh, absolutely. It is a ongoing topic that um, it's not a matter of if you get, affected by cybersecurity security it's when you get affected they're getting smarter and smarter every day they're working they can sometimes feel like they're working faster um, than you are you think you've got one thing under control one patch one you know different type of uh, security measure under control and they're moved on to the do another one a matter of when you see it all over the news you see um, atm machines you see networks and computer devices and everything there they're getting hacked. I mean, we had um, the city of Atlanta, you know, they were, they got hacked, and they were shut down for a little while. And so, like I said, it's just a matter of when it happens. And um, we just have to be prepared as institutions to be prepared, you know, to be prepared when that happens.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, the, the city of Atlanta cyber attack uh, really made a lot of the headlines, and I think caught a lot of people's attention and said, you know, uh, anybody's vulnerable at this point, if, if you're really able to attack really on that sort of large scale or cause that kind of havoc, so I I do think it has really been a very, very hot topic. And and you're right, I mean, there are criminals out there making a career out of how to get their hands into the deep pockets of banks and credit unions. So, you know, not a day goes by that I don't think about you know, it's just one small part of our job, but they're out there making a lifetime career out of how to uh literally take money from us. I mean the new yeah. version of, of robbing a financial institution is, is is exactly what they're
1: doing. You're exactly right. I mean, I guess the the days, I don't want to say the days of people walking in to rob a financial institution are over because they are not. But there are a lot more avenues that they can take that can really turn a financial institution upside down. But I think, you know, it's in the headlines. It's in um, examiners and regulatory regulators are all over it all the time. And um, you're kind of forced to stay up to date on it.
0: You're exactly right. You know, and and along that same lines, I mean, one of the questions, not to put you on the spot, but do you feel like risk management's really getting enough attention from senior management and the board? And, you know, what sort of steps would you you say they can take to better demonstrate their level of involvement? Again, not necessarily pertaining to your credit union, but just in general.
1: Overall, I mean, I don't think that uh, risk management has been a hot topic for senior management or the board. One, I think it's a new concept for a lot of financial institutions. I think that it's an ongoing, forever-changing concept. And um, I'll be honest with you, it took me about a year to just wrap my head around our global risk assessment, just, you know, having some uh, understanding our inherent risk and our residual risk and all the things that we can be affected by and being able to explain that and I'm in it every day to senior management and board can be challenging. It's not that they don't want to know it or that they are not capable of learning it, but those of us that are in it day in and day out are even struggling with it and getting, you know, everybody on board. And just, you know, our goal here at our credit union is to get our board to understand it from a high level because they are ultimately responsible for the governance of Um, risk management and and responsible for you know what goes on at the credit union and um, You know we work heavily with them to try to get them to help us with what our overall credit union risk appetite should be we get that um, input from senior management we get it from the board we um, really do try to be in their face with it and get them to understand the importance and I think that you know examiners are are enforcing it as well. It's you know they want board governance on it,
0: yeah, absolutely and it's funny. I mean, if you look at a lot of the regulatory guidance, they've made a specific point of beefing up uh mention of board involvement and active board involvement, and i don't I don't think that I means they need to be in there every single day making day to day you know decisions on how uh, the credit unions run, but I do think they're looking for evidence that the board is being adequately consulted they're helping to set direction and whether you're doing that through evidencing in in meeting minutes or simply being able to you know show here's when we updated the board and here's sort of the direction we were given, I think that's great, but you do need to make sure that you have the full buy-in of your senior management team and of the board on on a regular basis.
1: Oh, absolutely. We have a risk management meeting every quarter and we give them a quarterly update just to where we are and has our risk increased, have we decreased, what caused it to increase and just give them some sort of insight. They're not looking at the overall risk assessment, they're looking at a summary of it that, that they understand. And you're right, they aren't in the day-to-day operations with it. And, you know, sometimes you find the board is more conservative than senior management and even management at that because they're in the day-to-day. They understand what risk we have and what mitigations we have in place. But, you know, the board doesn't understand necessarily our day-to-day operations. So you can find them to be a little bit more conservative with taking risks.
0: Sure, absolutely. Plus, I mean, they're, they've got... In a lot of ways, a lot more on the hook. I mean, they've they've put a career into uh, into getting to the position they are and being invited to serve on a board, and they've got you know a lot of responsibility in, in making the appropriate decisions on behalf of the institution. So I do think the board has uh, you know it does have a tendency to naturally be more conservative because they're not just looking at okay, how do we grow the business, but also how do we control the business or grow it in a in a responsible manner. Right. You know, one one final question. Uh, And that is probably the easiest one of all. And there's been a lot of discussion recently about regulatory reform. There's been regulatory reform that's been passed, and some people would say it's sweeping. Some people would say it's watered down. But do you see any relief? I I really don't. But do you see any relief coming in the short term, not just in terms of general regulatory relief, but in in any of the proposed regulatory reform? Do you think it's going to trickle down to give, you know, quite frankly, to give you a break or to give a break to all the weary compliance officers out there?
1: Absolutely not. I think that it's going to only get more strenuous. I I think that it has taken a while for people to realize the importance of um, risk management and how it ultimately affects the credit union and its operations. I, I don't see any relief. However, I think that more and more information is coming out about it and there's more Things that we can read and learn about and educate ourselves that will make it easier. I don't think that it'll get you know too much harder than what it is but I just think it'll get easier with our knowledge that they're trying to spread to us and as long as we're staying on top of it and doing what we need to do as an institution I think that we'll get through it I think it's going to require more staff it's going to require management of it. And it's just something that I think that financial institutions are going to have to work through.
0: Sure. Absolutely agree with you. And I think that's a terrific closing point. Well, thank you, Ashley. And thanks everyone for joining us. Please do be on the lookout for future interviews. And we certainly appreciate everybody joining us today. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you.